Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. This is the best of two pros and a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So you're in PA. How are we feeling? I'm in, my, I'm in my Mecca, you know. I'm in my Mecca. Now, are you in State College yet? Or are you in? Uh, oh, I'm in State. I'm in, I'm in the football. Uh, I'm in the last building right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. The Lord has entered the college state, otherwise known as State College, Pennsylvania, 814 Lash Building. He is here. He has returned. He, him, College Football Hall of Famer on the walls, the hollowed walls that you walk down that none of the current players even know (laughs) if you were walking in front of them who you are. (laughs) Nonetheless, we are on the wall outside of the door. There is a little bit of a little hint of Jamaican in there, I heard. Uh, Well, you know, Jamaican is Brit. You know, that's England. Yeah. That's got a little bit of English in it. Yeah. A little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, uh, you know, it is going to be a, a fun ride here for the next couple of hours. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to get more into what is happening there in State College. Potentially, you could be missing a key member of the opponent uh, coming up this weekend there for the Michigan Wolverines. We'll have more on that later on. But we've got to start with what was seen to be a long shot initially once the incident took place and the injury took place, and that was the Aaron Rodgers tearing of the Achilles. And people just sort of looked at it and said, all right, well, he's going to be done for the year, and that's that, and we're going to go ahead and move on to some other things. And instead, Rodgers continues to make progress, rapid progress, unlike anything we've ever seen. You've documented this, and and we've talked about it, LeVar. You've gone through the Achilles injury yourself. You know how daunting of a task that is. So to see him even out there throwing, walking around, no crutches, just a few weeks after the injury took place is impressive. So Rodgers was on with... The Pat McAfee show starring A.J. Hawk. There was an incident that was caught on camera at the end of the game on Monday night where he was talking with Derwin James of the Chargers. And Derwin James was asking him something along the lines of, when can we see you back? When are you coming back? And he said, give me a few weeks. And so people looked at that as, well, you got a whole half of the season left. Could we see Rodgers before the end of the year? And so he talked about those comments to Derwin James yesterday. Let's take it away. Let's hear it. He came over, dabbed me up during uh, during the game. Good to see him after the game. I didn't realize that was uh, going to get caught there. I mean, obviously that was said with a little tongue in cheek there. It'd be nice to be able to be back in a couple weeks. That's probably uh, not anywhere near a realistic timeline. But uh, a couple is, you know, could be uh, could be a few, could be a lot. It's more of a phrase that didn't have a specific uh, timetable. But, uh, yeah, I said it smiling, joking. You know, he was talking about how, you know, he's excited for me to get back on the field at some point. I joked it would be a few weeks. But, uh, obviously, it's going to be more than a couple weeks. 
So a couple's two, a few's three. Yep. A Rushmore is four. That's I'm right. aware of this. So right. So yeah, I'm just saying. You Handful, know, it's gonna be five, it's gonna five, be a few. A pantheon. It's gonna be a few yeah, a few fortnights. It'll be a few fortnights. Hmm. Well, That's the go. latest from uh, Aaron Rodgers discussing uh, his potential return this season for the Jets. Okay, so what's your angle on this? I think that if it's late in the year, what we saw on Monday night, they're not a playoff team. And I don't believe that they're going to be in contention to be a playoff team by the time he's ready to come back. But the thinking would be, well, if they're not a playoff team, why would he even bother coming back at that point? And I think that Rodgers has got two things going on here. One, he hopes they're in contention. So if he comes back, he can play meaningful games and maybe they make it to the postseason. And two, I think he's dead set on proving people wrong. Because of what happened over the past couple of years, everybody questioning his comments about whether it be the vaccine, his way of getting better, uh, his idea of how to get the mind and the body right. Like he's got all sorts of things that are seem to be very controversial because they go against big pharma and so on and so forth. I think he sees this as an opportunity in saying, while everybody's going down this path, I'm going to take this new surgery path that hasn't been done before, and I'm going to prove all of you guys wrong, just like I've been trying to do for the past couple of years. I think there's two battles here. Are they going to be a playoff team, and can I prove some people wrong? I don't think they'll be a playoff team, but if he's got an opportunity to prove somebody wrong, even if it's the final game of the regular season and they're eliminated, we're going to see Rodgers back on the field. You know, I could see that being a a goal of his for for the reasons that you said give the people something to be excited for even after um they're not they're not competitive to make it to the playoffs like i could see that give them gives them something excited exciting for the off season um and about him in particular for the off season all he needs to do is get back out there have a pretty decent game, and he gives his teammates and he gives the fan base. And probably you could say the media, uh, the local media for certain, uh, a lot to write about and a lot to talk about going into the off season. That would be, and I'm, I hope I'm not being out of line or disrespectful for saying this, that would seem to be very Aaron Rodgers-esque to, to do something that would actually uh, – galvanize and and dominate the headlines in the off season whether it be uh going down into the hobbit hole or going on you know a getaway you know in the wilderness with your girl and and cliff diving and stuff like that like whatever it may may be he seems to do a great job of staying relevant uh during the off season so i would not say that that is far-fetched as a theory I, however, will say I do believe it's still far-fetched to think that he would be able to return from that injury so quickly. I mean, it's kind of wild that it's even a possibility. Like, that we're we're even having a legitimate conversation about... Yeah, but do we really ha- know that it's a possibility? Like, I, I understand he's ahead of schedule, and I understand that he's throwing the ball around and and all that good stuff, but... Throwing the ball around, and, and to that point, I don't want to diminish how phenomenal it is him being moving around up on his feet the way that he is because that is pretty phenomenal. But with that being said, there's a very different tone to how your body has to move when it's under duress in a football game versus just throwing the ball around and walking around. That's two very drastically different um, ways of of moving your body. I just think that it's not realistic, and I don't think it's reasonable to think that that's a real possibility. Now, listen, I don't. You don't. You definitely, in my, if I recall correctly, my recollection, you don't risk re-injuring the Achilles tendon that's been repaired. When if you want once you get back out there and if you get back out there so early from whatever it is that you're doing, I would say the only real risk that that you have is hurting something else because you're overcompensating 
for a body part that isn't fully back to where it needs to be. So it's not like an ACL to where we've seen guys re-injure the ACL like Odell Beckham or some of these other guys. No, you can re-injure your Achilles tendon. You can re-injure an ACL, but it would most likely be a new a new injury it would be a new injury i don't i don't if i recall correctly it's not like it's supposed to be repaired and be strong the same thing with an acl one's a tendon um and and one's a, a ligament i would assume that the tendon is is repaired and it's probably more sturdy than uh than the ligament, the ACL ligament, or any other ligament that you would be getting replaced in your knee. But I I would assume that if you were to re-injure your knee or re-injure your Achilles tendon, that still would be categorized as a new injury, not not an injury like, okay, you came back and it wasn't fully healed, and so it was re-injured that way. If you were to rupture your your Achilles tendon again on the same on the same Achilles heel, um, I would assume that that is a new injury. But what's more likely to happen when you have that type of injury take place is that you're going to compensate in other areas. So his hip might start hurting, his lower back might start hurting, his other knee might start hurting. My back, the same, my neck and my back. <laughs> The same side knee might might start hurting. Like something might something will most likely. In fact, right now he's probably dealing with pains in other parts of his body right now, right now, just off of the compensation of his body trying to balance out. I mean, who isn't though? You know what I mean? Like, That's very true. You know, like the, the my the, ankle is sore right now. Same what? one that I was dealing with. It's just sore. It's just sore. Oh well, so, the the those steps you you have to walk up to get to the private jet are pretty steep, from what I hear. So that would make some sense that it would. I be didn't a, use a private jet, but I am yeah. a I am a Dreamliner guy. You ever use a Dreamliner? No, it's a Dreamliner. So Dreamliners are you have your own like I didn't have my own pod, so to speak. It wasn't like a pod pod Dreamliner like the big boys. But it was it was a decent Dreamliner where you have like a fully you got a big screen TV and then you know your seat fully reclines and stuff like that and you do you kind of have a partition away from the person sitting next to you but in some of those um, oh, some Dreamliners damn. you actually could sit and, with like somebody like a companion and and it's like almost like a privacy privacy chair. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a cubicle. Right. That right. is awesome. Yeah, pretty dope. So that's when I drive, when I fly to the East Coast, I always fly on a Dreamliner. Damn. Yeah, I don't mess around. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I feel good. I feel rested. I feel ready to go. Um, and and for once, for once, because I I do complain when I complain, but for once, I started the trip, and I finished the trip with, yeah. without without any type of. Out of applause. Any real, yeah, any real thing, situations playing out where I missed my flight or we were on the jetway for an hour and a half. It all worked out. Now, so you know what that means. What does that on mean? the way back, you're screwed. I might be. Yeah, you're you're gonna run into all sorts of issues on the way back. That that's usually how this stuff works. But look, I mean, I I think the fact that we're even having this discussion about Rogers potentially making a return, I think it's fascinating. I would love to see it just because I would love to see if if it opens up the doors to earlier returns because of the injury, because somebody took the risk and being the first one to do it, to me, that's that's evolution, that's progress, that's you know medicine advancing, all of that stuff. I, I would be really interested to see how it plays out. And I just wonder, final game of the season is January 7th. All right, so we are basically two months away from the final game of the season, which I believe is going to be the last opportunity for him to play because I just don't see this team being a playoff team based on all the other issues they have. And they're at New England. Potentially Belichick's final game as a Patriots coach, and we get Rodgers making his return. I'm just saying there is some potential there. So that could be something for uh, for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Well, there you uh, go. Coming up for the final Like I said, if it works out, it's a feel-good story. People can get excited about it, and 
look at you know what what's to come and what they're looking forward to and and you get a feel good story that Aaron Rodgers uh is 100% in tune with his body to the effect of where he would be able to pull off getting back as quickly I mean, as he did. Listen, if this was Deshaun Watson, we wouldn't see him until 2030. So the fact that we're even at this point with Rodgers uh, just shows yeah. that. But Deshaun came back different. and played really well this yeah, past Sunday. So there you go. It was great. So it's, he's back in the mix, too. Against that, that vaunted uh, Cardinals team, which is currently uh, projected to pick first in the NFL draft. So. Hmm. Good stuff there. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O O O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So a couple of quarterback updates and uh, a head coaching update or rumor is probably the better word to use there. Rumor as far as a head coach goes. Um, Carson Wentz is back. All right, he is back. All right. He has not played since last year, but Carson Wentz is back. He will serve as backup to Matt Stafford in L.A. So kind of interesting that that was the the spot and the destination that he chose, but Brett Rippon filled in for Matt Stafford this past weekend in Green Bay, and it was a diaper fire performance. Uh, not well did he perform at all, and they got just completely manhandled by a bad Green Bay Packer team in Lambeau Field. And so the L.A. Rams decided we've got to make a move. And so Carson Wentz is back, and he will serve as backup to Matt Stafford with the Rams there. So I don't know where that lands with you, Var, if you even care. Yeah, Listen, I care because it's it's football season and it's football. The Rams are a team that obviously is is not doing very well this year and it's it's sad because Aaron Donald is still wrecking games and still playing 
at a very, very high level. And did that, you see that? The, and I'm sorry, buried. sorry to interrupt, but did you see the video? There's a clip online where he's getting double teamed by two Packers offensive linemen and splits them, gets around and makes a play like runs down the back out of the backfield. And it's like they're not even there. <laughs> it's just like it, he's he's that good still at this still stage of his career. Yeah, he's still that good. And and that that lead gets buried by the the losing. And then you start to ask yourself the question of what does that mean for McVay's future in in Los Angeles because this is two years straight where this team is is underperforming. And and so you look at Carson Wentz being brought in at this at this juncture in time. What what are we expecting from Carson Wentz? on a three-win team. I mean, uh, if we're being honest, what what exactly would the expectation be for Carson Wentz if by chance um, he takes over as the starting quarterback of this team? Well, what, I mean, what are you looking for, right? Because, I, I mean, let's look at their schedule. They have the Seahawks. That's going to be a tough one for them. They have the Cardinals, that, that's their evenly matched. But then you have the Browns, that's a, a gifted defense there, and, and now they're playing, they'll probably be better on offense. Then they have the Ravens. That could be the hottest team in football right now. Yeah. They have the Commanders, which the Commanders are always a threat. They're not you're not going to look at them and say that's a that's a given loss. But you're not going to look at the commanders and say that's a given win either. The Saints are improving. The Giants, nah, who knows. And then they have the 49ers, right? So out of all those games, you have one, two, three. Out of the games remaining, there's like – and one of those three is a possible. The commander's game is a possible. So you have two games that you should win and a possible that you could win. And and, and also, you mentioned the Cardinals. With, with Kyler Murray back, as as we've talked about and you've talked about. Could get better. Yeah, that's not a Could shoo-in. improve. Like, that's not, I mean. He makes them better. Yeah. By himself, he makes that team all the way better. And, and we know they play hard. So, yeah, we, we could be looking at a four or five win team at the end of this whole thing. Six tops. Yeah. Six wins tops. So when you look at that, what exactly are we supposed to say about Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz, if Carson Wentz were to come into this scenario and give them more than three wins and he was the starter for that, then then it's a different conversation at the point in time that he gets the four wins, five wins, you know, whatever it may be. And you're talking about one of the – I mean, he would have to be up for comeback player of the year. I, I think in just the big picture – we're basically staring at the end of this Rams era square in the eyes. It's over. And, and Carson Wentz's yeah, career. Like it, it's, I mean, if you if the segment is about Carson Wentz, um, you're not only looking at the end of an era for the L.A. Rams where they're going to have to, at some point, take a good, hard, long look at what they're going to do to move into the future, but you're going you're gonna to look at careers like Carson Wentz and you're going to be like, you know, this is what it is. Like, yeah. we need a quarterback to back up this guy. We'll bring him in. He's going to be a traveler. He'll move around. He might not play much at all. He might get called in due to an injury, this, that, and the other. And before long, he'll disappear. Um, now, the other piece of quarterback news we should get to yep. is the Tennessee Titans have determined they'd like to get more of a look of Will Levis. They'd, they'd like Will Levis oh, to think? go ahead and yeah, imagine that <laughs> after the uh, the past two performances. Here was Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Titans, talking about the decision to switch to Levis as a starting quarterback moving forward. Going forward, you know, Will's going to be our quarterback. We're going to go with Will. We think that's the best opportunity for our football team right now. And, um, you know, see where he's at. I think Ryan will progress through here this week, I, I think, you know, to be a backup for us and prepare as a starter. But that's where we're at right now. Think this, about it. We're a, pulling Tannenhill. Pulling yeah. him. So that's a big move. Like, they're moving into the future 
with with their team. It, like and I, and Will Levis is is seemingly the guy. I mean, everything you've seen, and and we talked about it last Friday after the Thursday night game against Pittsburgh. Yeah, like the numbers maybe weren't there in the box score. Oh, and he threw that late interception, but he's trying to make a play. But if you just look at how composed he is how much more dynamic the offense seems with him at quarterback, this is a no-brainer. Like, uh, to, if I mean, if I'm Mike Vrabel, if I'm a Titans fan, I'm really excited about what this is going to look like moving forward because this is somebody who, you know, slipped in the draft. There was all sorts of stuff about him and, you know, uh, work ethic or whether people got along with him. And instead, he, he waited his turn. He got his opportunity. He completely, you know, lit it up the week before through the four touchdowns. And then he went on the road in Pittsburgh against that defense and had an opportunity at, at potentially winning that game to me, if I'm Mike Vrabel and I'm the Titans, this was a no-brainer the whole way through. Well, guys are getting getting some yards now. Phillips getting yards. As D-Hop, if he's happy about um, having Will Levis in there as opposed to any other quarterback there, and he'd probably tell you, hell yes. So you're building the confidence of your players around you on the offense right now because they believe in Will Levis, Will Levis and his ability to deliver what he's delivering. So I think it's a, you know, Mike, we, we've talked about AP and Antonio Pierce during this show. Mike Vrabel is like an original Antonio Pierce, right? Like he's he's one of those guys who played in the league, played linebacker, a hard-nosed guy, but is a player's coach. He relates to his players. He cares about his players. His players know that he cares about them. And the things that he does is very interactive and very, very um, just just connected to what what the environment of the culture is in, in Tennessee. So I don't think he's lost that. I don't think he's lost no. this locker room in any shape, form, any way. And, and so what he's going to do, he's going to continue to try to build for the future – uh, we heard the rumors of what could possibly happen with trading Henry or anything like that. Uh, they've been in some some transition as of of years late, um, trying to figure out where where to go because they have not been able to get over the hump with Tannenhill at 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 the quarterback's position. So you get in Levis. Levis has that big arm. He's showing that he's learning the game. He's adjusting and adapting to the NFL game. And it looks like he's adjusting and adapting nicely to it. You want to uh, hear another rumor that's out there? Let's, let's hear it. Involving the Tennessee Titans. Let's hear it. LeVar Arrington, I have in my hands right yep. here. Okay, let me hear it. Yep. Okay. What you got? The Boston Globe. Okay. What does the Boston Globe have to do with Tennessee? According to the Boston Globe, Two sources close to the New England Patriots okay. view Mike Vrabel and Nick Casario, the Texans GM, as their quote-unquote home run targets to replace Bill Belichick. Mm. What do you think about that? What do you think about that for the I New mean, England I've Patriots? Been, I've been saying for the last couple years, does Bill Belichick's seat get hot? Everybody says he's sitting on a glacier and there's no way that he could lose his job and this and that and the other. Doesn't sound like that's continuing to be the main theme and story of what's taking place in New England. Sounds like people are getting a little bit restless and getting a little tired of what they're seeing take place. And, there, you know, at some point, there comes a point in time where you got to think about is there going to be some necessary changes made? You ever felt underappreciated at your house? Like almost like the only time, the, time. The, the only time you hear from people is when you do something wrong or they're unhappy with you. Like it, it's it's never like and if you're and that's all the time. Yeah, and, and and you know like if if you're one of the the people out there that are listening, going, yeah, I feel the same way. In fact, you left early to go to work in to go work early just because you wanted to get out of the house 15 minutes sooner because you were tired of getting ridiculed. If you're listening to this, you can relate with Bill Belichick for all he's done for that organization the past two decades. And everybody wants him out. Like we've all, how quickly we've forgotten how great that organization has been. And now you got the Boston Globe writing up articles talking about Mike Vrabel and Nick Casario taking over the job. Hey, you know what was it spelled backwards? What's that? Saul. Damn. <laughs> if you was doing well, if you was getting it done, 
and that was continues to be a was, you're going to have to flip that word around. You're going to have to saw that bad boy. You're going to have to saw it off. <laughs> so just be careful when you when you become a was. When you that was for too long, you're going to have to deal with the saw. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm a Bill Belichick guy, so I, I hope he uh, waits this whole thing out. In fact, I hope Bill Belichick tells Robert Kraft, I dare you to fire me. I dare you to fire me. Okay. Anything else? And you know what? If Bill Belichick does get fired, you know what he should do on his on his exit press conference? What should he do? He should say, you know what? I think I'm going to take some time to myself. I'm going to go hang out at you know a massage parlor in Jupiter, Florida, and just go ahead and uh, just take my time there. Just so ni- you want him to be real petty? Nice little, nice little petty, to huh? the ribs of Robert Kraft. You know, something a little dig inside there, a little okay. body work, a little dig inside. Yeah, yeah. I have fun with that. Thank yeah, you, have Coach. Have fun with it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. You can listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up next here, it is a Wednesday tradition. Every single week at this time, we catch up with the old P. Petros Papadakis, and he's yours next here from the TireRack.com studios. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy from bbc radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
He is Petros Papadakis. He is the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which you can hear on The Blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports. He is a Fox college football analyst, and you can get him on X slash Twitter at the old P. P, good morning. What's happening? Good morning, everybody. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, LeVar. Hey, good morning. So, uh, Petros, Lavar has been getting some pushback uh, from people on social media. Uh, Lavar, you want to explain why well, that is? Just, Ryan I'm, Clark? <laughs> no, he's not, no, he goes. No, I don't Brady. have no problems with. That's my I, former I teammate. I have no problems with with RC. I, I know there's been interesting backs and back and forth between him and Q, but I, I don't have it. You know, they're saying I got to pick a side. I, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, I, I. I made mention of I had an opinion on Caleb Williams uh crying going, in his mother's arms jumping into the stands to cry in his mother's arms what 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 was your take on it like did you have a takeaway from it did you think nothing of it at all like I've been getting a little pushback on my well uh what was your take Lavar? <laughs> uh I think there's a time and place for everything and and I just think the the you know the fabric of what football is is built on and based on is turning young young boys and and young guys into men it's it's almost it's the closest thing to being in the military without being in the military uh, it's a man's game no doubt and so to me it's it's you know a lot of people were giving me flack in terms of basically saying that it comes across as insensitive or um, you know, I'm 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 the reason why young men have mental health issues because I'm basically saying, uh, you know, take your emotions and and bury them, tuck them away, tuck them away. Listen, I didn't say Bubble tuck them your down. emotions away. I see what you did there. You can you can go into the annals and see when we lost to Minnesota my last year in school. I was my dad had to come get me out of the locker room. I I I, I collapsed to the ground. Yes, when but they what's made the, the key goal. word there? Out of the locker room. Exactly. Out of the locker room. Yeah. So there's I, a time and a place for everything. But what what's your take on it? Well, uh, I was a lot more, and not like I get upset about these things, but. Right. And I was, I was not, clearly, I was not upset. No, no. I was not perturbed by him doing what no, he did. No, a lot of people didn't, were, didn't like the way it looked. Like, you know, I mean, if it was a Penn State guy, you know, a lot of people, you would start to know, like, wow, all these people are upset. You know, like, I'm a USC guy, so. A lot of people were upset about it. Like right. a lot of people that never even played football uh, were upset about it. I did not like the Utah one, right? Okay. Where he sat there and looked super dejected, knowing that all the cameras are on him, had to show them how disappointed he was, had to be coaxed off the bench by one of those towel-waving guys. And when it comes to family, I, you never know what's going on in someone's family. Right. Uh, the um, you know and all that stuff. So and I he, said that Petros. Of course, I'm not I said saying if if somebody was sick, like if his mom was sick or somebody right. sick in the family, I would apologize profusely in terms of having the take that I did because I do not know if there was any other circumstances connected to him doing that outside right. of the game. But if I'm keeping it, if I make the 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 opinion and I'm keeping it apples to apples it's because you lost this game I thought it was a bad look yeah there was a lot of people that that would say I mean they don't want to say it in public but they would say you know after the Utah thing and after you know the nail painting and all the different things that that have been reported and some of the things he said especially recently that uh that it was performative but I mean look to me, it's always a general rule of thumb. If I was a coach or if anybody asked me my advice, it's get up the tunnel. When the game is over, especially if you lose, if you know somebody on the other team or somebody recruited you or there's somebody to give a hug to, go ahead and do that. If you're too pissed off to shake hands, that's okay too. Get up the tunnel. Get up Correct. the tunnel. That's get right. up the tunnel. Don't you're done playing. You're you're on a team. It's not about you as an individual, even though as much as it is when the game is over and you've lost, get up the tunnel. Uh, that that would always be my message when I was an older player. Look, after my very first football game, uh, I thought I had been through a lot. Most of it self-inflicted. Uh, not my very first game, but my very first game I scored a touchdown in. You know, I remember uh, crying in, in my well, my father's arms. 
you know, mm-hmm. in the tunnel. Where were you? Uh-huh. In, uh, out, out, you know, in in and out of the locker room after the game in the tunnel. What did your dad say to you when you were crying? You no, nothing. You know, it was just an emotional moment. You, you loser. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it that to me, you know, that's that's just, and it doesn't have to be Caleb Williams. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. Know, get, right. get get up the tunnel. But it is amazing how the equity of faith and love that was raining down upon Caleb Williams nationally and locally in many ways has evaporated. Uh, And mostly because of just the overall USC football team's play. And it is a team sport. You know, he is a great individual player, but I don't know if playing to his individual talents has really helped USC develop as a team the last couple years. I mean... They were eleven and what? They won eleven games last year, yeah. and or uh, they they are falling to pieces, and it's it's going to be hard to see where the next victory is coming from. They're going up to Eugene, you know. They're going to have to play a tough UCLA team, you know. This is not this is not going to be pretty because they've lost their motivation for a national title. This guy still might win a Heisman, but it's not a great scene over there. And I agree with you. To me, it's something that should be uh, up the tunnel. But when it's a family thing, you never know. But, uh, you know, yeah. that's some, that was some serious sobbing. It was you know, some, some serious real sobbing, shoulder shaking. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. Belly belly aching, belly right. moving. I just – listen, I, tell me this because I've, I've asked every football player that I've talked to since this happened and asked the question, how many times have you not seen your family – when you come out of the locker room when they're at the game. How many times has your family came to a game they're there? and did not come see you when you came up out of that locker room? My late grandmother, the great Angie Papadakis. Uh, okay. What up, they, Angie? They, God rest her soul. They used to bring boxes of uh, the little soldiers. You know, they we owned liquor stores when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I it, your grandma come, Pete? Yes, she did. <laughs> And I got 12 little <laughs> bottles of freaking uh, Johnny Walker Red to show, <laughs> you know, and we'd be on the plane, you know, and uh, enjoy that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what I'm saying is, yes, your family is always there, you know. You never, see, there's not you, been one time you did not see no. them when you came out with your, your, yeah, the people your don't understand that your sweatsuit on. Right. That's, and that's my point. Like, if you know all of the inner workings of all of this, that's something that you you'd have more than enough time to weep in your mom's arms and on her shoulder and and with your dad and your family. Get to like you said, get to and they teach you this. Get to the locker room, collect your thoughts. They don't let the media write in because they give you a little bit of time to kind of like get the emotions of the yeah. game not, out not of you. Not a great so you look or do something right. Not a great look for a team leader, you know that kind of stuff. But I mean, look, and I've seen some of the greats of the game, guys that are Hall of Famers, you know, like you have, Lavar, totally lose their composure, cry, scream, you know, wreck the locker room, break stuff, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. fight others. You know, I mean, it's football for God's sakes. But these are things that that we try to keep uh, because from it's away a team from the public. Because it's a team sport, you know, but, right. uh, but, but, you know, I mean, the whole Caleb Williams thing, he's become about as much of an individual as you can be while playing a team sport. And it's happened this year. And I, I don't think it's uh, to USC's benefit. Uh, I don't think anybody could argue. Do you that think it that's is. NIL driven? You know, I don't even know. Uh, you know, it's know. It, the, it, you know, I don't, you know, the NIL thing confuses me so much. Because, like, you see these dinners that they have, like, at USC, and it's, like, all these people that I know that get invited, like, cool people, and they're all there talking about the NIL or having a conversation about the NIL. And it's, like, unless you're super rich, why are you involved, right? Unless you're going to give them a million dollars to give to some of the players, you know, what, what are you doing showing up at an NIL event? I don't. I don't understand, right? Hmm. And I know it's not pay-to-play necessarily, but it totally is. And if, let's say, Caleb Williams said, well, I've done everything I could, I'm going to shut it down, 
you know, something that like maybe some ill-advised advice from like Acho or something. Let's say he took that, <laughs> oh, no. you know, and, and upset and all these. And that would be ill-advised advice. Absolutely, because GMs and stuff want to see you finish a season. Right. But let's say he did that. Would the NIL still people still pay him? Would they have to? You know, I don't. I don't understand. It's such a wild west. The schools aren't involved, but they are. You know, it's. Uh, let's just say it's it's less confusing than uh, than nuclear math. But other than that, it's <laughs> it's pretty. It's hieroglyphic to me. I don't get it. Uh, Petrus Papadakis joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So, P, I got to ask you: Colorado made a move. Deion Sanders made a move this past week. Yeah, poor Sean uh, Lewis. Yeah. What What do you make of that? Because this was a guy He's that trying to protect his son and okay. deflect some of the blame of the offense on his son. Okay. Who's? I mean, changing the play caller is not going to change the O line or the identity of the team that you've created already. You know, you got that guy away from Kent State, where he was a head coach. And a relatively successful one in the MAC, he was doing quite well, and he takes that job to be your play caller, and you embarrass him and strip him of his duties mid-season because your son's limping around. I mean, I, I that's that's how I read it, but it, it, it's a race to the finish to see who's going to come apart at the seams worse, Colorado or USC, as the season goes on. <laughs> Dang, which is amazing, right? But what what's the most surprising part? I mean, remember that game, and you had everybody there, and everybody was on the sideline, Dang. and everybody, you all know, the I celebrities, mean, what, right? What's everybody the, was there? We going to the chip. What's the most <laughs> What's the most surprising part of the USC demise this year? Is it Is it just the? I mean, I just guess I you know, just to be that susceptible to the run as a USC college football team is amazing. Hmm. And, you know, I we we lost, you know, five games or more, you know, a couple times when I was at USC. We were terrible. <laughs> but you couldn't run power on us seven times in a row. You know, a lot of our problems were on offense. And, my God, Carson Palmer was our quarterback. But, I mean, you just, like, that's not, the sport I grew up in, if you play at USC and they run power down your throat like that and just make you quit physically and a running back that no one has ever heard of because Washington barely runs the ball, comes out and has like a Charles White, O.J. Simpson game against you, then you're not playing USC football. Is- you're not – You're not. you know, I remember we – I called a game – a couple years back, Clay Helton's era, and uh, it was Oregon State SC. Oregon State won their first game in the Coliseum since, like, I think forever. And uh, they had two big tight ends, Tegan Quatoriano and Luke Musgrave. I think both are in the NFL now. USC didn't even have a tight end or practice against tight ends. And Oregon State ran them over. They had, like, 300 yards uh, rushing, maybe more. And I remember driving home, and my teammates, guys I played with, they don't contact me very much. Would you? I mean, I'm awful. (laughs) But I remember, you know, especially about football, you know. But I I remember driving home that night and guys on the team being like, were we that bad? You know, could would that? And I said, well, no, not in that way. Like, you couldn't run. You couldn't just humiliate by pulling guards and running the ball on us and just basically pinning us down and laughing at us in front of our home fans. And that's what's been happening to USC week in and week out. Hell, I did USC Colorado last year. Colorado had like a half of a win last year. But they ran the ball on SC, you know. And to me, that's, you know, just this weird seven-on-seven style that USC and Colorado are playing, which is going out of style in the world of football. I mean, Mike Gundy is the guy that used to play faster than anybody, and and he's getting in the I formation, getting under center, and they have a back running for 300 yards a game in Oklahoma State. And they're not I, – I, I mean, I did that team twice at the beginning of the season. They, have, they, they built into that. They grew into that, playing together and being physical. They got beat by South Alabama. They got their ass kicked at home by South Alabama this year. They went up to Iowa State and lost to a decimated Iowa State team in Ames. 
but they continued to run the ball. They continued to believe in each other. They hunkered down, and they became a team. Say what you will about Mike Gundy, but that's the most consistent guy in all of football, and it's not even close, and it's amazing what he does it with and how. And then you sit there and look at SC and all the off-season hype and all the BS. I just kind of shrug my shoulders and say, if you can't stop people from running the ball on you over and over and over again, none of it means anything. So to me, that's, you know, I mean, it's that, that's not only egregious, it's, it's almost like, you know, building a house and not building plumbing. <laughs> You're just Jeez. blowing it out all over the floor. Oh, yeah. Um, Petros Papadakis, he is the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which you can hear on the Blowtorch AM570 LA Sports. He is a Fox College football analyst. And by the way, Pete, before I let you go, you got two games you're doing this weekend, right, for Fox? What what are we looking at here? Yeah, yeah, we have a a Saturday. Saturday is a Big 12 game, sort of a middling Big 12 game. Uh, Houston hosting Cincinnati, a couple of new Big 12 teams. And uh, Houston just got a win, though. And over Baylor. And then uh, on Friday night, uh, exciting Mountain West matchup, uh, Wyoming at UNLV. Both teams mm-hmm. pretty good in the Mountain West this year, still with title hopes. So, Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah. At, at the old P good on luck, X Pete. or Twitter. Well, thank you, LeVar. Uh, I appreciate it, you guys. Absolutely. All right, P. We'll do it again soon. You're the best. Hey, where's Big Head? <laughs> he's off today. I think he's got a, he's he's got a travel it. day. Well, it was nice talking to you guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, so there Thanks he for is. your help on Monday, Jonas. Hey, and we are Penn State. Damn yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, there he is, <laughs> the great Petros Papadakis here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.